Welcome to the High Performance CEO Podcast. This show is made with one purpose, to help you create a self-driven and engaged high-performance organization, where we deliver you proven strategies and expert interviews on how to drive significant profit growth, create a stress-free ownership culture, and give you the time freedom you always wanted from your business. And now, here's your host, highly sought-after business growth strategist and executive coach, Patrick Rogers. This is Patrick Rogers, and today we have the privilege to have Johanna White on the show. And Johanna is the CEO of Design by Joe. Welcome to the show, Johanna. Thanks for having me. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, so awesome to have you. Um, and just for uh, for the audience, I've actually known Johanna for gosh a year, year and a half now. We were both in the, in the same mastermind group and uh, do, doing amazing things in the world. So um, a little bit about Johanna. Johanna is an award winning graphic designer and visual branding strategist who designs premium brand identities that create impactful first impressions. As the founder of Design by Joe Studio, she believes that if someone is the best at what they do, they deserve to look like it. For the past decade, she's worked with everyone from individuals to Fortune 200 brands worldwide to help magnetize their dream opportunities, clients, and investors, and be as delightfully ex as expensive as they deserve to be. Johanna is now a dreamer extraordinaire for top performers, elite experts, and companies who are driven to maximize their impact. She specializes in designing premium brand identities from start to finish. Johanna assists her clients in a large range of needs with complete branding packages that include everything you need to show up in the world as your best. And so she's a branding expert. Um, these days, she's on a mission to help other driven founders fully capture their uniqueness level up their legacy and embody their limitless potential. Johanna, I, I can't wait to dive into your background, your journey, and, and to give you know the audience just some great tangible things they can take out and, and, and implement in branding their companies and, and themselves. Before we dig into that though, what is one interesting fact about yourself that not many people know? Well, I have a pretty diverse hobby portfolio, but I think I'm also pretty open about it. So... If I'm digging deep, I would say a lot of people in my life in the last few years don't know that I play violin. I oh, played wow. since I was since I was six years old, and uh, I haven't picked it up much in the last few years. But I could I could do a mean fiddle back in the day. <laughs> nice, nice. What's the what's your your favorite go to song to play? Well, I really. <laughs> I don't know if I had, I don't know if I had a favorite. I liked fiddle tunes, like grab, it sounds like I should be paired with a banjo and sitting down in Louisiana okay. somewhere. Like, like, like devil I don't went even down to Georgia? Yes, I did enjoy that one a lot. Did you? Oh, okay. <laughs> yes. Man, I, I, I should learn that on a guitar. We'd get together and jam it out. <laughs> Ooh, okay. I think yeah. I also liked Orange Blossom Special. That was a Johnny Cash song, I think, that got turned into like a fiddle tune. Okay, cool. Um, yeah. Love it. Love <laughs> nothing, it. nothing notable. That's why it's buried and no one knows it about me anymore. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Well, I know one thing about you. I, obviously, we're, we're friends on Facebook and, and LinkedIn. And so I, I follow Johanna and she's, gosh, you were in uh, Greece, right? For a month. And then she <laughs> comes back and we, we had the pre-interview for this. And then like, two days later, she's in Hawaii for a week or two. I'm like, oh man, this girl's just all over the place. 
I uh, have a thirst for travel, for seeing the world, and for combining that with how I serve my clients as often as possible. So both of those trips were actually work and play trips, um, helping some of my clients level up their visual brand and their visual brand photos in their most expansive spots in the world. Um, And then, of course, taking time for fun things like surfing and playing and doing all the things. So it was my favorite way to travel, which is, you know, work as play. Yeah. Designed by Joe, designing your life, how you want it to be. You are an icon. (laughs) Awesome. Well, cool. So, so, so tell us more about designed by Joe and what you're doing. Tell us about your journey. Well, that's a trick question for if I'm supposed to keep this under 30 minutes, but I'll give you, (laughs) I've been working on condensing it. So I started I started Design by Joe about 10 years ago. I had been working at a creative services agency before that. So I was already in branding to a small extent, but it was very unfulfilling. I knew I wasn't helping clients on a very high level. And it was just a really poor work environment, which I know a lot of CEOs see that and work to solve that. So, um, but I was one that just couldn't take it anymore. (laughs) And- I probably would have stuck it out a few more years and tried to maybe get a job in an agency in New York and climb the design ladder the traditional way if yeah. I had not gotten diagnosed with a brain tumor out of the oh blue, which turned my life upside mm-hmm. down, um, kicked me in the pants and basically helped me realize that life is uncertain. Mm-hmm. We cling to certainty. We make many of our business and life decisions based on risk avoidance and certainty. And I had done that my whole life. I'd made all Mm -hmm. the best choices. And suddenly this was just thrust upon me. And I realized I didn't have as much control as I thought Mm -hmm. I did. Type A control freaks, anyone raise your hand. Right. Yeah. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Guilty. But when that happened, I looked around at, at my life and my job and I said, oh my goodness, I have not even come close to living up to what I am capable of. I know that. And I don't know if I'm going to live or die. The doctors don't know if I've got, you know, six weeks, six months, six years, they don't, everything was uncertain, Mm. but I do know that I am not going out like this. Mm. And so I did two major things. One, I decided I was going to beat that brain tumor. And even though the doctors couldn't touch it in the end, um, I just started changing my mind about it. And leaning into faith and leaning into acting on what I believed, which was that I could heal. Mm -hmm. And I went from partially paralyzed and choking and collapsed vocal cords to fully functioning 100% health again. Wow. Maybe we should make the whole podcast episode about how the heck he did that. That's amazing. (laughs) Feel free to pivot if you want to, or we can do a part two and we can talk about that because there is, there is a lot of that in business health, like determines your life, right? If you're not healthy, it's everything. What you do is very limited Mm -hmm. and it doesn't matter that much. If health becomes your highest priority when Mm. your life is on the line and you suddenly realize how much you care about it. But if you're staying in a work environment that you don't love, Mm. a lot of what is happening to our bodies is being caused by immense stress Mm. and anxiety. And so like one of the things I did to tackle the brain tumor was first I tackled the anxiety and I dug into what was I afraid of getting rid of it 
learning, then you can't really just get rid of fear. It comes right Mm. back. So instead I had to drown it out Mm. with very intentional inputs of faith and belief and um, anything that said that talked about healing. I was just playing it in my ear all day long so that the fear didn't have a chance to run on that hamster wheel. So it was amazing. I went from like visible debilitating symptoms to back to fully functioning. Um, But that was also the catalyst that then had me saying, looking at this, this agency that I was a part of and going, this is not all I'm meant for. I can do so much more. I want to serve clients on such a bigger scale. And what the heck do I have to lose? So I literally like quit my job, walked out of the office and Mary Kay ladied my way down the street, knocking on company doors, <laughs> yeah. who was in the office that day and saying, hi, I'm Johanna. I design stuff. Do you need yeah. stuff designed? Wow. <laughs> and I, I, so I filed my first like baby beginner LLC with like eight hours of promise work on the clock. And that was how Designed by Joe was born. But then once I conquered the brain tumor and, you know, got through that wave, I looked around again and realized I had just gone from working mediocre for someone else to running a mediocre sized business for myself. Mm. And I knew that still wasn't everything that I was capable of. And Mm. so I said, well, what do I do best in the world? I communicate the intangible. Mm. I help people look like they're actually as good as they are and show Mm. that authority. So it's time to do that to myself. Mm. So I completely repositioned my own brand. I got really clear on my messaging. I redid my website to actually be this, you know, visual validation of what I could do for my own clients. And overnight I went from, you know, under six figures to being able to charge six figures for a single brand package. Wow. Yeah. And it was like, and and the number is irrelevant, right? What's six figures for a large company? It's 10 million or a hundred million or, you know, the numbers change, but it was that intentionality on, showing up in the world with all of the excellence I knew I had to bring. Mm. And that was just another way of doing what I learned to do with the brain tumor, which was, it's not enough to just believe something. You have to actually do something about what you believe. You have to take action on it, which for healing was putting in those inputs. And then later in business, it was showing up in the world. Like I know I can do this. And then it was so successful that I quickly said, I'm going to help every single one of my clients do this to the fullest extent that I am capable of and help them lean into their potential. And so I, I went from just doing some of the visual design and the graphic design to really helping them get clear on their own value, because before you can show your value to the world, first, you have to know what it is, Mm. what makes your company unique? Why should Mm. someone buy from you instead of someone else? And why do they desperately need to work with you more than anyone they've ever met in their whole life? Mm. (laughs) And if you don't know that about yourself, you can't really show it. So I expanded into strategy and messaging and helping them get clear on that so that the visuals we would then create were powerful communicators of that message and, and that mission and and we would turn their mission and their values into values. their niche. Got it. Yeah. yeah. 
So, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, we could definitely spend a whole nother half a, an hour talking about that. Was a long I, answer, right? I'm so well, sorry. No, no, you like. He, here's the thing, though, is like I, I am, I am so personally into this my spiritual journey, and and the more and more I dig into learning the power of that intentionality and the power of our mind and our belief and and the damage that the filters that get created in our life that cause this damage from from stress from anxiety from all these different things it's it's just it blows me away to hear a story like that and um and and to see someone that actually took something that in modern medicine today's medicine they would have said oh we don't know you well they did say you know you, you could have 6 days 6 months 6 years we don't know and you and you turned it around. And then not only that, you turned it into a life lesson that you then take to your clients and help them with. I just I think that's just freaking awesome. Um, so so yeah, we'll, we'll dig into that next time. But but so, so talking <laughs> about personal branding, then you kind of already kind of transitioned to that a little bit. So why would a CEO of a company, you know, you touched on it, why would a CEO of a company focus on personal branding for him or herself versus branding for the company? Well, there are a lot of reasons, but we'll we'll just give them one or two so we don't overwhelm in this episode. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, but for starters, the the whole landscape of purchasing yeah. power is shifted massively mm. in the last five to seven years. And it's going to shift a lot more, a lot faster um, as, as technology continues to change. But um, like the people who are now making purchasing decisions, millennials, Gen X, Gen Z, they yeah. are quickly becoming the new CEOs and right. they are making buying decisions from their companies the same way that they have now been conditioned to buy their own direct-to-consumer products, which is based on what friends are saying about it, based on what people they trust are saying about it, based on who they follow on social media and what they're saying about it. So they are not as bought into the company brand as they are the, wow. the story behind it, the, the mission of the founder or of the leaders and what those people are doing with their life. Um, yeah. According to a, a Weber Shandwick study, 45% of executives surveyed believe that a strong CEO personal brand is now as important to their company's overall reputation as the business brand. Interesting. Now, wow. I wouldn't, I'm I wouldn't not have saying, that. I'm not saying you should throw out the business brand. Those are still extremely, no, sure. extremely important. But yeah. I like for me and with my clients, we focus a lot on the sweet spot sure. of where the the executive's personal brand helps uplift the value of the company, even the sale right. valuation of the company, sure, sure. and where the company's brand helps add authority to that executive in, in their journey. Mm -hmm. um, let's say for another example, another great why is right now, a lot of companies um, executives, CEOs, and leaders still do a lot of their work on LinkedIn, right? They meet a lot of people on there. Yeah, That's how they hire. That's how they um, get the word out. So LinkedIn right now, 
massively favors personal profiles over business profiles. Right, right. You spent any time on there? Yeah. Yeah, I don't Huge. even have a company profile. I probably should. <laughs> exactly. But, <you> know. <laughs> I only have a company profile so that when you see where does Johanna work and you that's look true, down, that's true, right? It, it's it's official. Little, <laughs> you don't look at this blank point. thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, but isn't that silly? But um, recent LinkedIn research shows that 56% of professionals say the executive's presence on social media positively purchases their influence decision. Sorry. Mm. <laughs> wow. Influences their purchasing decisions. Thank yeah. you. Thank totally you. Totally makes see? sense. Yeah. And um, they're more likely to recommend companies to other companies mm -hmm. if they follow mm -hmm. that executive on social media. Got it. So um, companies are starting to realize how much this matters yeah. and put more into their team members. And then sure. outside of that, like maybe you intend as an executive to work at one company for your whole life. Maybe you don't. And so if your career is going to shift from a, one company to another, are you able to take your reputation with you or are you starting over? Yeah. So what kind of things does, does a, let's say a CEO of a company, um, let's say there's 25 people in the company or 50 people, maybe hundred, whatever that is. What kind of things does that, when you say, talk about branding, what kind of things does that CEO focus on for branding at, in comparison to branding for the company? I would say they <clears throat> first, they focus on getting clear on their own values, their, mm, their message, like the who they are values. in life. Okay. Yep. Yeah. And showing that mm. through what they post, through what they share, through what they talk about, through how they show up. Um, I was just at a mastermind where uh, they were joking about this interaction they had with Kanye West when he was on a talk show and he was uh -huh. sitting there waiting for the show to start and someone called him and he picks up the phone and he's like, yeah, I'm doing, well, yeah, because I'm dope and I live a dope life and that's why I'm doing it. And he hung up the phone <laughs> and so they, they were jokingly telling us like one of the best ways to communicate your value is live a dope life and share live a dope life and share your dope life. <laughs> <laughs> and so it. when you see that that person, you know, in that high level of leadership is more than just a suit, they yeah. are a set of values, they are character qualities, then you begin to trust them and their organization more. And so, yes, live a dope life, share it with the world. That's one way they can start. Um, and like one of the books... I, you're going to ask me a question at the end. I'm going to skip ahead and share a quote from one of my Go favorite books, Go if you don't it. mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> because it relates to this very much. So there's a quote from Seven Habits of Highly Effective People yep. that says, what we are communicates far more eloquently than anything we say or do. There are mm. people we trust absolutely because we know their character. So when it comes to a leader of an organization, Building their personal brand is one way they can com communicate to their team, to their leadership, to their boards, their investors, to their audience, who they are. And then they have to back it up. You know, yeah. they can't yeah. just say, I am something by building right. a brand, but begin to like, let the world see who you are 
aside from just, um, for example, I've done brand work for Whirlpool Corporation. Well, it's one thing to know what Whirlpool's brand statement is, it's on the wall. But Whirlpool's CEO, what is his mission? And can I get behind it? Do I even think he's a stand-up guy? Because he's running the ship right now. And right, right. how are things there? And so it it begins to make a big difference in communicating who you are, which is the part that lets people trust you. Yeah, I mean, it's very interesting. If you if you look at the the companies that have had significant failures, their CEOs, a lot of times there was an integrity or values issue that clashed or executives, right? And so so what you're saying absolutely makes sense. Yeah. Very cool. So um what when you if if I was a CEO and and wanted to start looking at how to brand myself, what where's the first place that I would start? What's the how, yeah, let's just start there. Like what's the first <laughs> thing I would do? And then yeah. Where would you start building the personal brand? Yeah. Yeah, great question. Well, first I think oh, you would want to sit down with someone who is really great at it because like yourself. <laughs> I'm not going to toot my own horn. I'll Anyone toot it for who's you. It's all good. <laughs> thanks Patrick. Um because this is not something you necessarily should be an expert in. You are an expert in leading the organization you are hired to lead. But a lot of people think that because they are great at that, they need to know automatically how to do everything about branding, especially with the word personal in it. Yeah. So step one is sit down with someone who can help capture your vision mm. for your own future and for the future of the company you're working for. Mm. And I would start to dive into um, first, let's ask, like, what are the organizations, uh, what's lacking? Where where mm. could you stepping up in your personal brand boosts the ROI of this company? And then we would say, what are your personal goals? Let's get a roadmap for what you want to do in your life. Do you feel like you could add a lot of value to your company in thought leadership, maybe in speaking more at um, events, or maybe you have something on your heart about this spiritual journey you're going through and you want to write a book. Yeah. But okay. but you've kind of stuffed those parts of you down because you didn't feel like they fit into your role in the organization and you didn't want to be the person out um going your own way and and you know stealing the limelight or any of those things but so first step 1 is get clear on what your goals are and what's missing both you and mm. the company that you're leading because until you know where you are you can't draw the map to where you're going. Mm. And until you know where you want to go, you can know where you are and then just wander off in random directions. Yeah. And <laughs> it's like the Cheshire cat from Alice in Wonderland, right? <laughs> yes. And so this is going to sound so basic and trite, but really it is sit down and get clear on what the goals are yeah. for that brand. And then once you know what the goals are, then we can say, okay, based on that, um, here are ways we can help your reputation become visible to this audience that your company would love to serve, but they're not currently attracted to your company because they're buying completely based on what they think of this. And mm. so it's getting clear on where you are, where you want to go. And then it's who is your 
ideal customer that your company serves the most and or would like to be serving more of, what are they looking for and how can we help communicate that if it's true, you and this company are exactly what they need. That's fantastic. I love it. And, and they're very, very sensible, easily broken down steps there. One, two, three, boom, boom, <laughs> boom. Uh, of course, it, you know, it sounds easier, obviously, than it is. Than it is. That's sounds why way really, easier. Yeah, that's why you really need to sit down with someone like yourself. And, and, I, and I've been through this uh, a number of times. And so I know the power of someone like yourself, who, who's an expert in it, and really pulling that out of someone like the CEO. And, it, and it's so easy to you know, like you were, you were hitting on getting clear on your goals and what you're, you're missing. You know, you talked about the vision and, and, and if I'm a CEO, I'm going to be like, Whoa, I have goals. I have visions. I know for a fact, this is totally different. What you're talking about is that personal goals, mm -hmm. that personal brand, that personal impact of your vision on the company and, and, and talking about how you can become that thought leader through speaker being a speaker book, whatever that is based on, based on the goals. So I, yeah, very cool. What, what's um, you know, you talked about this thing in our pre-call, the, the velvet coffin. What, what is that? <laughs> yes. So I have some clients that I don't know if they coined that term or they uh -huh. just throw it around at the office, but it is um, someone who is in leadership and it's a sweet gig and they are getting paid really well yeah. and they are, but they are not loving their life. They're not mm. feeling like this role taps into all of their capabilities. They're maybe yeah. afraid to raise their hand and say, Hey, I actually want more responsibility because who wants to mess with a sweet gig that's paying, you know, right, right. seven fifty to a million a year. And they are, so they're slowly dying on the inside in this really mm. comfortable velvet coffin. Yeah. I just I wanted to piggyback on what you're saying. There's so <laughs> many CEOs that that they get to a certain size, maybe it's 5 million, maybe it's 10 million, whatever that is. But, you know, mo most CEOs, not most, maybe 75% are visionaries, right? They're meant to be doing the thought leadership stuff, meant to be, sales, high level sales, but you know, whatever that is. Um, and many times they get stuck in the day to day of the business because they don't know how to operate the rest of the business. They don't, they haven't really known to bring someone like a COO or an integrator come in to handle all the day to day. And, and this velvet coffin, I see it so many times <laughs> where they're out of their comfort zone. They're doing something that they shouldn't be doing. They should have somebody else doing so that they can free up their time to then work with Johanna and get their personal brand going and become that thought leader, become the person, the personal brand for, for the company. I see it all the time. And, and if they do that, if they break out of that velvet coffin, if they let the fear go, because mm -hmm. they're looking for certainty, right? Most yeah, of the time, that's certainty. why they Absolutely. stay in the coffin is I yeah. can see this and it pays well, and it's going right. to get me to retirement, right. Right. but they're slowly dying on the inside. But if they can drop that fear and start to mm say, okay, I am ready to show up in the world. Mm. It may, it may not mean that they leave their company. It may mean that they get more opportunities mm. for themselves, yeah. for their company. It may mean yeah. that they become the catalyst as that thought leader for mm. their company becoming more visible, or, yeah. or it might mean that they realize that this is 
not the space for them, but at least they will know. They will know that they have showed up to their fullest extent and that their, their team and their leadership was aware of, Hey, I have this to offer. And if they turned that down, okay, now maybe I'm looking for another opportunity, but at least they're not just sitting there like withering on the inside going, I'm just like a butt in a seat. I am just in this meeting. Monetized. Yeah. Death by meetings. (laughs) Death by meetings. Yeah, totally. (laughs) Yeah. So personal branding, if nothing else, like let's say you just want to dip your toes in the water and you say, I know I am meant to have an impact. I don't feel like I'm having it yet. I think I could really help my company expand, but also I want to get clear on who I am and how I want to show up in the world. The worst that happens is you work with someone, you get this amazing clarity and you have a message that you use on your LinkedIn profile and Mm -hmm. and on your about pages and Mm -hmm. everywhere you show up or everywhere you're introduced, it's the same. You begin to build consistency. People begin to know you for this thing. And then you decide, you know what, like, I don't want to go off into the world on my own and build something new. I want to stay here. You're still 10 times more clear and way more excited about what you're doing now that you know that you're like you are now an even greater asset to the company that you are with and you're both more excited about that love it love it johanna i want to take a few minutes and kind of summarize some of my key takeaways uh one is just the importance of that ceo branding that you hit on in in that today's day and age consumers are more and more relying on the reputation and what the CEO has to say and how they come across and the values of that CEO. And I think that's so important. And I love what you said about Kanye West that, that you know, live a dope life and, and share it with the world, right? And, and really, you're sharing your values, which, which comes through in so much value for your company. It, and and I love that you broke down, I'm not going to go into the, each of the three steps, but but it just made sense, right? There's three steps, uh, very detailed once you dig into it, I know. <laughs> Um, and, and then this velvet coffin, it's so true. This, this concept of just, you know, it's kind of like working out Arnold Schwarzenegger said the number one problem with people when they work out is when they work out, they're not really present. They're not really thinking about the muscles. They're, they're doing the exercises, but they're not really there. And it's kind of the same way. I kind of kin that with what you're saying. So I I think that's fantastic. Um, Johanna, so, so if there was one takeaway that you would really want the audience to absorb from our time together today, what would that be? I think I would go back maybe to the beginning when we were still talking about that transition from brain tumor to branding and how I got here. And the lesson that I learned about what you believe matters, Mm. but what you do about what you believe matters way more. And, And whether it's building your personal brand or marking off your calendar to spend more time with your kids when you've said all along, I want to be a more intentional father, or I want to be a more present spouse or whatever it is you've said, like that you believe is important, but you're not doing something about it. That is what I would want them to take away. Wow. Love that. That's so powerful. Thanks for sharing that. Um, Johanna, awesome. So if any of our listeners wanted to reach out and get a hold of you, perhaps for, for any questions or perhaps to get in touch for, uh, with you for your services, for personal branding, for CEO executive, uh, what's the best way for them to do that? 
they can visit my website, designbyjoestudio.com, and click, there's a link to book a consult, and they can't miss it. It's literally like the only button all over the website. <laughs> awesome. Very cool. And I'll make, <laughs> make sure it we, easy. Yeah, yeah, totally. So design by Joe Studio, and that's designed by J-O studio.com. Yes. And there'll be a bit button up there to request a consult. And I'll put the link uh, on, on the page as well. Okay. So, can, uh, yep. They can also follow me on Instagram. It's oh, cool. at designed by Joe Studio if they want to hang out with me and watch me live a dope life. <laughs> Very cool. Nice. Yes, I know. I, I follow you and you're all over the place having just a blast. So it's, it, yeah, I can see you're living a dope life. Um, awesome, Johanna. Thanks so much for being on the show. This was awesome. Thanks for having me. We'll yeah. have to, we'll chat next time about how to get healed from a brain tumor or from whatever the heck is slowing you down. <laughs> I really think it's so true. Anxiety is so much, uh, when people focus on, on doing what you did, it, it can solve and heal so many things holistically. I, I truly believe that. So, uh, again, thanks again, uh, for the, for the listeners, please hit the like and subscribe button and help us spread the word about what we're doing here. We're helping the next generation of CEOs and leaders be that much more successful with that. This is your host, Patrick Rogers, and we'll see you on the next episode. Thanks a lot. Thank you for listening to another episode of the High Performance CEO Podcast with your host, Patrick Rogers. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. In the meantime, check out our main website at patrickvrogers.com for much more valuable information and free resources.